The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wanted to give the Forbidden Door its flowers. It's got for, two matches. For... Yeah, but one of those matches is one that was great ten years ago. How awesome is that? Brian Danielson and Okada finally meeting up in the ring. Uh, I think it'll be a good match. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be a great match. It's gonna be outstanding. But like, think how great it would have been ten years ago. I don't know that there's that much of a decline for either guy now. Is there though? I don't, I don't think there is. Do you think so? I don't know. I, I, there's only so much granola one goat can chew before it starts to not work as well. That's all. I'm, I thought saying. He was I'm eating, not saying that. I thought he was eating meat though. Is he eating meat now? Well, he was eating meat during COVID, so then he may not be eating uh, meat anymore. Who knows? He was or not. No, he know. was eating meat. He said like, he talked about like being on the road. He has to eat meat because it's hard to find stuff. So I think that's part of it. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm not I'm not saying that the match isn't going to be terrific. It's going to be terrific because the crowd wants it to be terrific. It's going to be it would like, be terrific with the volume off. Right. I just like both. guys, um, As opposed to as opposed to Joe and Kabashi. That's what I was thinking is, about is not great with the volume. It's off. good. Uh, with but, No, it's a great match, even with the volume off. It's not like a five star classic with the volume off. And here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Since since we're talking about Dave Meltzer, I got a funny little story about Dave Meltzer. Not really oh, about Dave Meltzer. Dave we're talking about star ratings. For did, Dave somebody mis- did somebody misreport Dave Meltzer? I don't know. It's not anything about that. It's about star ratings. But had Joe versus Kabashi happened now, it would have gotten the six star or seven star treatment or whatever he's up to when he oh, broke right, his own right, scale. Right. And And a lot of people that have fallen away from Dave Meltzer do cite when he went to six stars. As like the time when when they stopped taking him seriously, and I'm like, that's what it took. Um, but no, there's a guy who reported something. I think it was, I think he was reporting on Jim Cornette's comments about Dave Meltzer, and he said that sure. Cornette, you know, all the things that you know Meltzer's just a PR guy for AEW, and whatever. And then he was talking about somehow in his post about the article, he got into star ratings and he rates matches. He was like, I don't really get what the big deal is about star ratings. I'm not really a star ratings guy. But I did notice that Meltzer and I are usually pretty similar on AEW, but far off on star ratings for WWE. And I'm like, you just said you don't care about star ratings and then spent more time talking about star ratings than you spent saying you don't (laughs) care about star ratings. That means you really do care about star ratings. Like, it's just so – and I've seen a lot of it lately. There's a guy who loves to argue with me. On on Facebook primarily, and his name is on, PC Tunney. 
No, he doesn't go on Facebook. Um, uh, that's true. He's too busy playing golf. But he, um, which I don't blame him, but no, he was, he always, he just loves to slam anything WWE. And not from the typical AEW WWE perspective, from the evil corporation not taking care of its old timers perspective is, is what this guy is. Oh, doing. which, which old time, which old timers not being taken care of? I don't know. There's oh, so many old timers. We're going to talk the dead about ones, later, the ones are- but uh, he gets into yeah, pensions and healthcare and that sort of thing. Um, yes. But the, the he, WWE has long had a history of pensions and healthcare. I'm so, yeah, it's, but we always get into that and he literally spends this long diatribe about, I want to say it's Seth Rollins and the world heavyweight championship and ends with like, but at the end of the day, I really couldn't care less. And my comment was simply the number of words you wrote proves that you actually could care. Less. Like you can do more than care less. Right. Like, right, right. It's, you spend so many words on this thing that you don't care about that you're lying to yourself. Right. That's like, that's like me saying, I don't care about the flash movie and then proceeding to dedicate an hour of bandwagon nerds this week talking about the flash movie. I think like, I people- care about the flash movie. People tend to use the phrase I don't care about to really mean I don't like or I'm not happy about. Or, right. It's you know it's a, it's an attempt to devalue something, man. Like that's yeah. it's the same thing. Like ID, IDK, whatever. Um, that's another one. Like it's 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 fine. It's fine is is one that, is that I'm use. notorious for. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's just I, people I, love to. A lot not. of times when I say something is fine, I, I don't actually mean it as a negative thing. Like people have just, if you don't rave about something is great, and you're just like, oh, it's fine. Yes. And then people are like, why do you hate this so much? Well, I don't hate it. It's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, if you don't it's not love bad. It, you hate it's not it. awful. Yep. That's what happens. Right. Like, why do you why do you like pomegranates so much, but don't like grapefruits? How dare you? It's not even All that. It, it's literally, somebody can can do a whole big long spiel about why they love pomegranates, and some motherfucker in the comments like, "Oh, so you hate grapefruits? Got it? Okay, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And just I put mean, those words in their memes mouth. You know, like this that. is a, this yeah. is another funny aside. I've been recording, by the way. Um, I'm sure you because this is this is where the gold is. Like, come on. Right. Um, we, when I when I start with what are we talking about today? Yeah. Right. No, I can't eat grapefruit. Of all the things, really, of, of being a, a leukemia can, patient, cancer took cancer took grapefruit from you. Of all the things, I mean, it it took progress. It took a lot of things away, but in terms of food, the one thing on the list is grapefruit. And I've learned that grapefruit actually has that issue with a lot of medications, and and even some everyday oh, medications. If people actually looked into them, grapefruit, because of the acidity and some of the natural things that are in grapefruit, it can really cause you know, prescription drugs to go haywire and, and really jack you up huh. with in, in the, the leukemia medicine I take for those who don't know, or think that I'm lying about it, which I haven't had recently, but it is called Tisigna and the active ingredient is called, what is that? Nilo. I don't know. You're not showing me the label. Nilo Tinibit. Well, it's not going to help you any, if you see the label, but it's, that's the active ingredient that, that's in Tisigna. And, it, it grapefruit can cause you to have toxic levels of that active active ingredient in your bloodstream. Huh? I already take it, a ton of it. It's funny. Like it's, it's 200 it's milligrams still... per capsule and I take four a day. 
So I'm already taking 800 milligrams of this shit. So I jumped, I jumped on Google just for giggles, typed grapefruit space a, and the first thing that pops up in the search is grapefruit and medications. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? So it's a thing. Um, and I had like a, I don't know, somebody who deals in the world of nutrition tell me that that's, yeah, grapefruit is like a, a big, a big deal. And a lot of people don't Stains, realize it. And, yeah. Calcium channel blockers, anticoagulants, antiplatelet medicines, cyclosporin and immunosuppressants, hmm. intercourt, cytoxic medicines. And then, and then it's like whoever was writing the list got bored and was like, uh, "Other, right? What the fuck is other? What if what if metformin is part of other? I need to know this shit." I, it's so statins. I can tell you my other. I can't statins. What I what my, I take is called statins. what I take is called a TK inhibitor. Kind of ironic with yep. Tony Khan running AEW, but I take a TK inhibitor, and that uh, that causes me to not be able to have grapefruit. And no one told me that, by the way. I yeah. had to discover that on my own because there are some ways that areas that say you shouldn't drink alcohol while on this, but there are other things right. that say there's no truth to that. And so I don't really anyway, but that and you're not supposed to eat two hours before or one hour after you take the medicine. And I'm not sure if that's a, it can give you a stomach ache thing or if that's a, the medicine won't work as well thing. So I try to adhere to that, right. um, but it's difficult sometimes. No, I hear you there. You're I'm, I'm taking this shit for two. No, minutes, so, so. So I so I shouldn't take I shouldn't have grapefruits that or I shouldn't be consuming grapefruit because I take a statin, and that is a that is one that doesn't mix with the grapefruit. So thank you, Greg. You may have saved my life from the grapefruit that I. How wasn't often do you have grapefruit? As I just you didn't let me finish the sentence from the grapefruit. I'm not consuming. <laughs> I was that say. was the sentence. It'd be hilarious if I like, used to, your wife comes around tomorrow. She's like, so I got, I really got, I got some of these great grapefruits. And you're like, oh, funny story. No. Uh, when I was a, when I was younger, when I was, when I was a runner, uh, cross country stuff, grapefruit was, grapefruit juices was, was one of yeah. my favorites, like post running thing to drink. So. It's funny. Like the more we talk about grapefruit right now, the more I'm like, I got a little taste for grapefruit right now, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Huh. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't do that. We don't have it in um, the house anyway, so it doesn't matter. But when, when's the next pay per view, dude? They just had one for so. our sorry preview. Yeah, I know. Wait, but what's what's next? Money, Money in the bank. bank. I think it's early July. I don't even. Here's the thing: is I am so out of touch, and it's it's July first. I have I have time to watch this crap. Like how Raw was in Hartford, and I should have gone. And um, it only had like a hundred tickets that were available at the last check. Yet another WWE yeah. sellout, but you know, sinking ship. I, is the sinking ship joke even relevant anymore? I it's it's relevant because there's still people out there that believe WWE is sitting on some weird precipice of doom. That I, I don't see it as much, but maybe I've just more carefully crafted my timeline. And well, I should I shouldn't say that people see it as a precipice of doom, like because you know you talked about Meltzer and his narr- Meltzer's narrative has changed a lot lately too in terms of like how WWD is doing, like you can't deny the numbers anymore. Like you can't ignore the way the numbers work. Um, Even if you're going by the archaic, you know, metric of just television ratings and not, you know, the greater footprint, like he, he has now been a bit more obstinate when I have found that with, with our internet feeds, right? Like the Meltzer narrative 
is often the general merit narrative that you get to hear and follow from than the folks who spout. So there, there's still that contingent of folks that think that, you know, are mad about whatever at the WWE because it's the WWE. Right. But I honestly don't like with stories still being pretty strong. Like again, we keep joking about this. We still have the bloodline going strong on some level. Um, and working as as a strong narrative that people are still enjoying and not complaining about being stale. The when your biggest complaint is that Roman Reigns doesn't defend the title enough, and then you can go and pull out the number of defenses from the other guys in the other companies, and it just doesn't hold water. It, it kind of it kind of takes away. Like there's just not really not much to complain about unless you're going to just say the WWE is wrong is bad. Well, you know, like you, unless your favorite wrestler isn't getting the love and the pub that you think they should, you're fine. Yeah. Right. And there is, so there's nothing to really complain about. It's, it's there. uh, You talked about kind of his shift over the past couple of years in, in his own narrative. And, and obviously the internet follows suit. I've noticed too, they are giving more and more access to those types of websites. And I bet he has it too. Like right. PW insider, those guys are notorious. Like they literally posted like their seat that they were given in the press box at WrestleMania. And I bet Meltzer was there right. too. And Oh, absolutely. And so I think that type of access might've changed his tune a little bit too. And, and I don't, and, and maybe, you know, just with age, granted he's been older, but sometimes, you know, right. AEW is now four years old. Maybe that, those visions of grandeur that he had up front have changed a little bit. And he realizes, okay, these things are going to exist at the same time. I'm going to cover them at the same time. Right. And and when it really did turn out to be, you know, like everything's leveled off. Like there's no, there's, there's no really no new step for, for AEW right now that, that would lead you to believe that we are, Facing some new competition or war. Oh, I would even argue that the AEW's rhetoric has died down as a company. Like I don't, I don't even hear that as much. I think you're right. I think Tony Khan is doing less of the us versus them. Like, yeah, I really haven't seen anything like because that. them is beating the shit out of us on a regular basis. Right. If it's a, if if it was a competition, like, and that's the and I also think it's because. WWE, and this is something that that is a lingering Vince McMahon effect, which tons of things in the company are lingering Vince McMahon effect. He was always big on not selling anything, and that's WWE. Like, right. They haven't reacted or responded to anything he's done. They might run a pay per view on the same day as, or a free and you know premium live event on on Peacock on the same day as Double or Nothing, and AEW might take that as a. a shot fired or, or or part of the war or whatever but WWE's like we're running an event on this day in this place here it is like they don't you know there's nothing yeah. come, about come, that. come give us your money about your WWE overlords yeah um, and you're still gonna order and, and double or nothing plus I mean all of the metrics that he touted for months and years are declining right so I think that's a big part of his challenge as well like he's he's been touting every all these different metrics and like TV is stagnant, house show attendance, or not house show, because those are abysmal anyway, but, you know, gates are stagnant, well, like everything is stagnant, except this know, giant event they have coming up in England. How how much house show, you brought up house shows, like, 
They've done like what? How long have they been? Yeah, I was like, it's. I I will say, I mean, that's still relatively. But the cards are terrible for those house shows, right? And that's the other thing is if they're drawing like fifteen hundred people to these house shows in like four thousand seat arenas, and the major stars aren't on them because their contracts are structured as such. They were making this set amount of money, and now working house shows is not going to garner them any more money. Because they're all just right. paid a flat rate for for working for AEW, so there's no, you know, no no reason for them to want to like the per diem wrestlers have more of a motivation to work the house shows. And of course, Jeff Jarrett will work the house shows because he's running them, but those right. have not been good. And like I said, the, the the cards have not been very very. They're they're super indie cards, is what they are, and right. and they're super indie cards that would draw. 600 people under any other banner, but are going to triple that under the AEW banner simply because of the AEW name. But I can't imagine they're making a ton of profit, if any. I'm actually, I'm now a little curious. Let's see. You got to look up AEW house rules because, you know, they have gambling themed names for everything in this company, even though Cody's gone and that was his thing. But yeah, they're called house rules. Is what these Uh, are. Let's see. As you look them up. While Patrick O'Dowd looks those up, by the way, you can also look up his Twitter account on your Twitter and follow him. And at the, bot, the bots Realist. are back, dude. The are bots they? are back. Okay, well, well oh, let, let, let's try to get force. you some real people by you no longer interrupting me. Because you can follow Patrick Sorry. O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. If you didn't already know how to do that, that is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's right. You heard properly. It is correct. Do not adjust your speakers. Do not adjust your earbuds. There is no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick. And there is one in Friend. For the best friend. For the wrestling realist. For the baseball fan. The online nerd. And so much more. Patrick Redoubt. So go follow him on Twitter. Because the bots are back. And he needs real humans to ignore his tweets. Not just bots to ignore his tweets. I mean, credit where credit is due. Like, let's see. One, this is just in the last, like, day or two. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, six in the last, like, day. Um, I think my favorite one is, though, is the last one that just followed me, Celine Yabal. (laughs) What? That's how I'm choosing to pronounce it. Celine, as in Celine Dion, and then Y-B-A-L-L-E with her four, her eight followers and her 489 people she's following. Of which you are one. So what are you up to? Of which I am one. Uh, I, think I, I think I'm back up to like 470 now. Okay. 472. So we're 28 away. 28 away from once again crossing Patrick O'Dowd over the 500 line. We can do it. Let's get Patrick out some more followers. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can follow me at Greg DeMarco44. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. That is for our home, thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. It's thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Had a moment where I thought I was going to sneeze, and I was worried that... The sneeze would take longer than the sound bite, but it didn't come.
Well, the, the sneeze wasn't. I there. didn't even hear the sound bite, so. Yeah, we're still at that. I know. But you, did you get your soundbite issue from last week fixed, though? You yeah, can hear your own yeah I can hear them. Well, last good. week, they just simply weren't playing, and they weren't part of the show gotcha. at all. And the reason for that was just because of the I didn't change the Zoom audio setting. So it wasn't bringing sound into Zoom. Therefore, it wasn't going to record. I should make sure the soundbites are recording on the show. Let's test it. They are, in fact, part of the show. Good. I can still get tickets to see AEW, um, Rampage, and Collision. Uh, Dynamite in oh. Boston. When is it? July 19th. Why don't you go? Because I don't want to. You don't have anything going on that day. It's a Friday. I can have something going on. It's not dynamite and, and 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 rampage if it's a Friday. It might be rampage and collision. This uh, or sorry, Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday, July nineteenth. Sorry, dynamite and rampage. That is there what it go. says on this little picture. Um, it's it's worth it to go. Uh, when was the last time you went to a WWE event? Oh God, not since the uh, not since Money in the Bank. See, it's worth it to go, and I didn't know this ahead of it, but going to Dynamite and Rampage and Dark, they're all in the same event, so five hours basically, going to that in February and then going to Raw in March, like you, it's really, it's a really good comparison, just like as a, just as somebody who talks about wrestling, who follows wrestling, like to see the comparison of how the events are live, the very first thing we noticed was at Dynamite, we're like, I don't remember Raw. Like, I remember Raw or WWE events being louder than this. And then going to Raw, it was confirmed, like, yes, like, the sound is louder. The experience, like, you're more immersed into this experience when you're at the WWE mm. event, whereas the AEW event is is just a little... It's probably what WWE was like 25 years ago. That's really what... And I think it's what they're going for. So, but... And it's it's and the crowds are nuts for both shows right now. Like even if if AEW's yeah, yeah. crowds are smaller, they're still rabid. Like wrestling. Oh well, yeah, general, they love they the, love the their product, are, man. Like, I feel like wherever we're at as a society right now, wrestling and and what it gives has become necessary again. Like that escape, that that type of show, the the gladiator yep. mentality, people fighting, some of the acrobatics, the athleticism, like that is. Rest, the, the direction that wrestling has moved in has intersected again with the direction that society has moved in to once again cause the boom period that we are in and, and we owe it to all to one person. Shut your dumb mouth. That's not the one person. Acknowledge me. It is indeed our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Did you see the article, Patrick O'Dowd, that, that I tweeted about? The one where, that you sent me in the mail? Yes, the article I sent you in the mail. All right. Um, not the mail. Sorry, the uh, the, tw- uh, the 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 text message. No, no, that was a different one. I tweeted about this article. Uh, it was from Awful Announcing, so a place that doesn't normally come. Oh, so I tweeted about it. Did I basically, they it talked about how Roman Reigns' one thousand day celebration brought in the largest viewership of the year for oh, yeah, SmackDown I did see that. I did see that. And and what's interesting about that is because. Just the other day, someone tweeted 
they were like, the bloodline storyline is amazing. It's great. I'm really enjoying it, whatever. But you can't tell me that Roman Reigns needs to be champion for this to be good. And I and my my immediate response, and I quote tweeted it with this, was like, okay, now do Cody. Because Cody's is the same thing. Everyone's arguing right. that Cody should have won at WrestleMania. What Cody's doing right now doesn't need the Undisputed Universe. Right, yeah, yeah. Either. Not at all. So that's it, – it's it's an interesting argument. Something – I think one of the things that kind of like the streak, everybody right. wanted the streak to benefit somebody, right? Brock yeah. Lesnar didn't need well, it, is what a lot of people said. You know, it didn't give him the rub. They should have let somebody else do it. And it's, I think it's the same with titles. People want the title to be on somebody that they perceive needs it or could benefit from it. Cody, to all his credit, walked into the company not needing that championship. No, he really like didn't. He really Not didn't. And he's carried himself in such a way that <laughs> the championship won't elevate him and he won't elevate the championship either. Like that's just the, where he's at right now. There's very few people that I think would elevate the championship, but there are plenty of people that the championship will. Rollins elevated the World Heavyweight Championship by winning it. Now it didn't have a level really because it was a brand new championship, but him winning it puts it on a certain level and, and right. it's it's path to acceptance is shorter, I think, because of Seth Rollins holding the World Heavyweight Championship. But the argument there yeah, is, I, is you couldn't have done but, Roman Reigns' 1,000-day celebration if he wasn't still champion. Right. And, yeah, that's... I, the the title and the champion, like, being a champion is part of the package, like, for that whole story. So... I don't I don't know what does what does the bloodline mean and what does it mean to be the tribal chief and to be the one who's running the you know you know the WWE if he's just with Paul Heyman all the time with nothing like it's still a symbol it's still yeah. it's still a representation of his power like exactly. that's the idea it's like a crown like, for a king. Like if someone were to come so, in and take so like, the king's crown, that's like a so like not having that. right. So like not having the belt makes to me makes tribal like doesn't make, doesn't make any sense for for the whole travel chief story. That almost um, it's like he doesn't need it for credibility, but he uses it for credibility. He talks about that's why he was but, so mad at the Usos for so long because they couldn't right. hold on to their titles. And that's why right. Solo literally showed up in NXT, won the North American Championship, simply so he could go overseas to a press conference with it. So they all held titles. Then he comes back and vacated right. the next week because they just wanted to put a belt right. on him so that everybody there had a title. So literally just the visual of everybody having a title over their, yeah. over their shoulder. And, and, some, and somebody, whenever that win does happen and he loses that belt, um, noble fan, you will get the quote unquote rub that you're all hoping for. It will, it will carry meaning. You'll get the rub that you're hoping for, but what you'll also get is th they will then tell that story of Roman right. Reigns, not having the, the championship. Like that'll be part yeah, of the, it's the fall from grace. It's, it's the failure. It's the, right. not even grace. It's like the, I don't know. What do you call it? It's not, I guess fall from grace. It's not a fall from grace, but it's like a right because he's not a scandal, but it's like it's like it's like a downward spiral that it'll send him into. 
um, it'll be like this self-imposed yep. chaos. Like he'll, because I think he will feel like, I think it gives him his character, a level of security right. that maybe he doesn't even really need that. We all know he doesn't yep. need, but he feels he needs because he built all of this. He built the table that he's the head of. He, he built the bloodline while being the champion and, and over the thousand and whatever, 12 or whatever number we're at of days now. So it's just mm-hmm. a very interesting thing to look at and, and see, like, I, I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't know the way WWE superstars are built. Very few of them need a yeah. title. Really? Yeah. Some could benefit from it. Some could be like Damian priest. We'll talk about him for a second. He was the first yeah, challenge. Good showing this week. Great yeah. showing. He was the first challenger to uh, Seth Rollins and the new world heavyweight championship. And I thought he did great and, and he was positioned. Well, I do think something's coming for him that I'll talk about, but if we suddenly saw him walking around with the world heavyweight championship over his shoulder, I think that makes a difference. I think that yep. difference is, I don't want to say incremental, but it's not a huge jump that he would make. It's a small jump. He's already being portrayed as a main event level guy, but this would just yeah. further entrench him as such. And he doesn't, he's like 40, so he's not going to have a ton of time left. Like he came into the company later than, than most, but that's sort of where where that. But he's in. been he's been riding a high for a while now. Like you know, he got the yeah. he got the bad bunny match. He got like which was his WrestleMania, really is, as they put it. Right, which really I like. It just it is one of those things. Like this is a good time for Damian Priest to shine the summer months. See how that goes. <laughs> the Randy throwing it up against the wall. See if it sticks. It is like, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that, people. Like, I'm not saying that as a mockery of anything, like, about no. Damian Priest. But this is, when, this is when you do it. Like, if the WWE isn't sure about a person, this is when they, they give it a run. This is when they try it on. See how it goes. Agreed. No, I definitely agree. Um, and I don't, I, I don't even think they have to try it out. Like, they've seen what he can do. The guy was, ta- was Bad Bunny's tag team partner at WrestleMania 37. Two years ago. And then yep. 38, he joined up with Edge. 39, he was there in support of Dom. And, and now I'm sure at 40 he'll he'll have something, but it's very interesting to see that that transformation from him. There was a, there's been talk that he's been seen as a, perceived as a main event level player now, and especially after the Bad Bunny match and all of that. Sure. The the they don't do things on accident. When Finn Balor interfered what? in the match, when Finn Balor interfered in the match, and Damian Priest was like, "What are you doing?" And there's been talk they're going to add another member of Judgment Day. There's been talk that's going to be J.D. McDonough, who I think is a great fit for Judgment Day. But what's interesting about all of that is I think we're starting to plant the seeds for Damian Priest to turn face. And they're going to push him and his push will come as a babyface, which he gained a lot of traction as a babyface through the WrestleMania 37 build. So even though he just had a match with Bad Bunny, I think the next time we see Damian Priest and Bad Bunny together, they're going to be on the same team again. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that checks out. That makes sense. I really do. I think they're going to be on the same team again. And, you know, Bad Bunny's not done with WWE. Like, he he, he came into this thing because he wanted to, not because they, they reached out to him. So, I think that, that there'll be more of that in the coming weeks and months and years. Not weeks, but months and years and, and whatever you want to call it. But he's he just loves it. He loves it and good for him, man. He can afford to – he got him to go to Puerto Rico. Nice. Like, 
So it, it's funny. But I do think he's going to turn babyface, and that's what he's going to do. So I, I pointed this out on Twitter, and I don't think a lot of people know what to think about it because it doesn't it didn't get a lot of – or maybe I'm placing more importance on it than others are. So I want to get your opinion. Okay. Over the past few months, we've seen two brand-new championship belts debut in the company. Yeah. And there's something very interesting about both of them. Triple H introduced a brand new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. On the physical belt itself, it does not say the word heavyweight. It just says WWE World Championship. It's around the WWE logo. Nowhere does it say heavyweight. Then last Friday on SmackDown, they introduced a brand new WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. But nowhere on the physical belt does it say the word universal. And 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 I think people just don't know what to think when they see this. Like, did they not? Did they plan on using these belts in a different way? Because and, and we've heard rumors that Triple H hates the Universal Title, and so that maybe yeah. that's why. But like, you you really, if you went just by the physical belts, we have an undisputed champion, and we have yeah. a world champion. Yep. So it's almost as if Seth Rollins is the world champion and Roman Reigns is the WWE champion. Because it's got the logo on it. So he's really the WWE undisputed champion. And well, I mean, he's the reigning defending. Oh, undisputed. Sorry. Yes. But it's just, uh, to me, it just struck me as interesting. Like, again, these things don't happen on accident. It's not like they messed up the belts. It's, no, no, not at all. It's not like they forgot to put the word heavyweight on the world heavyweight championship, but it just says world champion on it. And I wonder if maybe that's the direction they were going in and then they changed it. Maybe a year from now, we're going to be talking about the WWE champion and the world champion. I don't know. It just seemed a little odd to me. Okay. So is it, is it odd because it seems less than, or is it odd just because it's odd? It doesn't seem less than I can tell you that. Okay. It's it's odd to me because it's off because they're saying one thing. It's not like they took, like TNA that used their grand championship as 15 different titles and the belt didn't really have any name on it, but mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is carrying this title and he's being introduced as the world heavyweight champion. And it looks like the old world heavyweight championship and commentary is calling him the world heavyweight champion, but it just says world champion on it. And Roman Reigns is carrying around this belt where they're going to call him the undisputed WWE universal champion. And, and the announcers are going to call him that. And, and, and Mike Rome is going to call him that. And Paul Heyman is going to call him that. But the belt says undisputed WWE champion on it. And it's just, that's what's weird about it for me. That's what's odd about it for me is that that doesn't strike me as something WWE does without some form of purpose, whether or not that purpose has been abandoned. I just can't wrap my head around why those say that. And maybe I could ask. There, there's people I could try, see if they know. But it, it just struck me as odd. That's all it is to it. And, it's, and I, it's interesting. Got to have a I, I can't even I, – I can tell you how much I've thought about this question that you've asked me. And most can, people can are guess? with you because no one has responded. Like very few have responded. No one's pointed it out. And, and there are sites that love to point out these little oddball things. So I just think people don't like, care. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they care. I think that they have two shows. This person's the top of this show. This person's the top of that show. Except they think that the world heavyweight championship is the consolation prize. Well, that's because of how it came about. Like yes. that's why. Because and and who who ended up winning it in the end? Like and the fact that it's, it's that's, they didn't just split up the titles, which they could have easily done. Right. So. That's that's their own hang up. Like that. 
People need to let it go. And I'll that's be honest just, with you, I was in favor of them splitting up the titles. Right. And and they had money in the bank. They could have pulled it off. I've written about it. I've talked about it. There's a million ways to have done it and have Roman still keep the Universal Championship and keep that number of days intact. I mm-hmm. think they didn't do it, not because they couldn't figure out how, but because Triple H really wanted to bring back the World Heavyweight Championship. Right. I, I keep waiting for the big gold belt to come back, too. That's what it is. But you know, like I, I just keep waiting for the actual like the like this is this know, is the closest we're gonna get. Like they just redid the big gold belt as the belt that Seth Rollins has. Like no, no, that's no. the modern day wait. big gold belt. One one day Seth's just gonna walk in with it. He's gonna be over his shoulder instead. Well, remember when they did those photo shoots with everybody holding the old championships, like like you know the winged eagle right. and all that stuff. I could see them doing one with Rollins at some point that just has the where he does hold the old world heavyweight championship. I'm not the big wig, winged Eagle fan. Like everybody else is. I like the big Eagle belt that, that rock and Austin fought over that replaced the wing. Oh, I like that belt. It's a good belt. But when they the did wing, the photo shoot the wing, of Roman holding the world heavyweight championship or the, not the world, but the WWE, the winged Eagle, for some reason that looked cool. Yep. Like he was wearing the black vest and all that stuff too. And that's probably part of the reason why, but it just looks right. Feel- it's, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I, but I, I love Big that. Eagles. Actually, like if I were to ever to get a replica belt, I would want Big Eagle. Hey, um, since we're just talking about random shit around wrestling, yeah, should we talk about Phil coming back? If you want to, like he's your I'm guy. I'm trying to figure. He, yeah, so I love him to death. <laughs> um, one, we all. I mean, everybody knew he was coming back. Like that was. I wasn't so sure. Yeah? You were with Eric Bischoff? You are going to shave your head too? I was never going to shave my head. Just because I love my hair. That was apparently, but, a, that was apparently a bet he made. Really? Um, did he, did he, has he done it? Has he shaved his head? No, it, it's been on, it's, it's been on the, it's been a topic of conversation the last couple of weeks on the podcast. Where, okay. You know, I, um, like Conrad Thompson has probably been using his insider baseball knowledge to his Of course. Advantage. What's interesting is that I, because of all the legal stuff that was going on because of Tony Khan's inclination towards the elite and because of CM Punk's inclination to not want to deal with children as he's put it. And and as is seemingly very accurate, I wasn't so sure he would actually come back. I really wasn't. He was always coming back. He was always coming back at least one more time. Like, like, now when you say coming back, I mean, coming back to AEW. Yeah, I didn't know that he. Was I, 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 I still think he's coming back to the WWE um, at some point. Like the money will be there. Yes, um, oh yes, Tri- and Triple H and you, can make it happen. Well, it, the the love affair with this guy, <laughs> I, is, I know, is is fascinating to me. Like this guy, um, because because I he's coming back and I I'm actually paying attention because I just want to know how long it's going to take before it goes south again. Yep, that's a good point. Like like that just seems to be what happens here, and I just I understand why Tony Khan slash AEW slash TBS TNT whoever if they you know if the rumors are to believe that I don't believe um, them they they want to I don't believe it either. But if that were to be like. I, I don't even see the appeal of the shtick that people love so much that was great again like 10 15 years ago and I don't I just see a tired 
dude now that fucks with people, and I don't, I don't get it. I'd rather see Chuck Taylor wrestle every day than wow. than watch CM Punk on my television screen. That's Which oddly lot. enough, well, I'm fascinating as I'm running through the roster website, and uh, there's nothing wrong with Chuck Taylor. He's got his place in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, I just didn't realize he was 37 matches over 500 for his career at AEW. That's because of all. That's because of Dark and and Dark Elevation. Right. He he. You know how many of those are squash matches? Probably. Sure. 37. I mean, Paul Paul White's undefeated too. Billy Gunn at 54 and 14. I'm, I mean, go Billy. He's re- he's wrestled 68 matches in AEW. According to their stats, they have Holy put out shit. here. In his career, so like that's since Still, he started with the company. His that's his, absurd. Uh, his his record for the year is still six and one. It's all okay. Trio. Let me ask you. Okay, so, since you're on, I want I want to do a little experiment. Okay, sure. What's Billy Gunn's record? Fifty four and fourteen. Okay. Are you asking for just the year twenty thirteen? No, no, twenty twenty three. His career fine. record is fifty four and fourteen with AEW. Right. What yep. is MJF's career record with AEW? MJF. Alphabetical order, so we got scrolls, scrolls. J juice. Let's see, how do they do it? Are they doing it by first name? Yeah, well, it, but it's funny because it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get into this because MJF is listed alphabetically after. Miro. So what they did is they, they literally the went with the M to J and made it a name. Um, his record for his career is actually thirty-eight and thirteen. His twenty his twenty twenty-three record is three and one. So and Billy one Gunn is an attack. Billy Gunn has had seventeen more matches in AEW than MJF has. Well, you know, here's here's an even better one. Um, probably doesn't surprise you. Max Caster. Guess how many matches Max Caster? Oh God, has he spent so much time on Dark and Elevation before even getting his push. And then for the longest time, AEW stood for Acclaimed every Wednesday. He's probably had over. Oh, he's had over hundred matches. Yeah, he's a, he's sitting at ninety one and thirty five. Orange Cassidy too. I didn't realize how much Orange Cassidy's wrestled. He's a hundred eight twenty nine and two. So interestingly enough, that puts Orange Cassidy at 139 matches, Max Caster at 126 matches, Billy Gunn at 68 matches, and MJF at 51 matches for their AEW careers. That is just very right. telling. Now, MJF had some time off and just does not wrestle a whole lot. That's also, right. since we're just spitballing completely, one of my favorite arguments is that Roman Reigns never defends his title. Roman Reigns has defended right. his title more than MJF has. Yes. And both of them have defended their titles more than Sonata has defended his IWGP heavyweight championship. It's just a modern hey, day wrestling don't, don't, thing. It's like, don't, don't be bringing Sonata into this. I enjoy watching it. Oh, I, I love Sonata. I was glad they finally did something with him. And, and I hope this right. push works out and it sticks unlike evil and, and some others. But I, I, I hope it he, still takes it still takes me a bit when I see him on it with his like current look. Now I'm like that. Not, that's not Sonata. I don't and like I'm the like, hair. Wait. I don't like the, the chain. Like I think he's looked cooler in the past. That's he has. Sure. He kind of here's. I'm going to say it, Greg. 
He kind of looks like a, kind of looks like a guy. He does. Right now. He does. But I hope they give him... When Okada first won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, he was not viewed as the Okada that he's viewed as today. Right. And, I just miss the beard. I miss the beard and the blonde hair. Yeah. and Maybe he'll like bring that. it back. Maybe he'll grow. I prefer that look. But I hope that four or five years from now, Sonata is viewed as one of the all-time greats, just like an Okada and, and others are too. Right. Because they've tried so hard to establish other guys, and it just hasn't worked with anybody. Like you went from Tanahashi yep. to Okada, and then no one has stuck, and and hopefully it sticks with I mean, Sonata. He's just he's he's corporate Sonata right now. He's what? He's corporate Sonata. Like yeah, he's got the haircut better. He's wearing the suits, and he has to he has to do that to get established, yep. and then he can go crazy again. Yeah, and I hope he does. And I hope, like I said, hopefully he, he his run goes better than Evil, and even better than Naito. Unfortunately for all the Naito fans, but. I love Naito, but yeah, even I have to admit that it, it just didn't work. One, as we've as as we've often said, it happened way too late. Um, and you know, you know, you talk about a guy whose injury history bites him a yes. lot too. Like it sucks because he's he's this great character, and he can be this great character, and then you like can't wrestle. No, I mean he can wrestle, but if he physically can't wrestle, but you know what I mean, physically can't problem. wrestle. Not that he's he's incapable. Of it. It's definitely a problem. So, let's do this. We're going to go to commercial. We haven't done a commercial. Man. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're going to go to commercial. Forty-four minutes in the program, and then we're going to nice. do a fun list. So, we'll be right back with the list on the Greg DeMarco Show. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Shut your dumb mouth. Acknowledge me. Dean fucking Ambrose. <laughs> You just made the list. It is time for that time of the program where Patrick O'Dowd and I sit down and put together the list. It's not a top six list. It's not a bottom six list. It's not in in any, it it becomes in a particular order, but we are just 
putting things on the list and then putting them in order because that's fun. And it's it's one of the few gangs that has stuck for the longest period of time. So we love it. We're going to do it. And this week's list is for all of you old time fans out there as this week's list is very simply WWF or WWF before WrestleMania 1. WWF or WWF before WrestleMania 1. That is what we are talking about with this week's list. So, very interesting, Patrick O'Dowd. All of a sudden, a site that you could usually go to for results of events no longer has them. And that's very strange. Why, why I could not find the results of... WrestleMania so, two. Did, I was I was like, are you gonna are you gonna delineate the caveat we put in putting this list together? Is that why you were going to the results? So so the caveat was could not have competed at WrestleMania. So basically, they had to have been involved and and been doing things in the company before WrestleMania one and. I threw out the caveat of not competing in WrestleMania 1 because I thought it would make things more fun. I thought it would make the list more varied and more interesting names would appear on the list because the list is not about establishing the end-all, be-all ranking system for a specific topic. It's about having fun, which is what all of this should be about anyway. Well, and and this actually, this led to my follow-up question because, and you, you answered it. So if they didn't actually wrestle, but like what if they were there? I want to say no. I want to say okay. If that there, that really makes it harder, or not not harder, but it does. It takes some some names surprisingly that folks wouldn't expect off yeah. the board because they were there. They just they they didn't wrestle there in what what regard? So here, for example, Bruno San Martino was in the corner of his son, David, Okay, for David's match at WrestleMania. So here's the problem with Bruno San Martino. Would you allow Bruno San Martino? What? Here's the problem with Bruno San Martino and the reason why yeah. I was doing the research I was doing. I would. Al- yeah. I think what Bruno did at WrestleMania 1 should not disqualify him from consideration to be on the list. Right. However, to quote your favorite analyst, Stephen A. Smith, he wrestled in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 2. Oh, I see what you said. He was a participant in... No, Andre the Giant won it. Um, oh. He was a participant... Oh, was that the one with the football players? Yes, in the WWF versus NFL Invitational Battle Royal that was at the Chicago leg of WrestleMania 3, which of course... Or WrestleMania 2, which of course had three legs to it. So he was a participant in that match. And I was trying to decide if maybe that should not disqualify people from consideration. Because I was wondering who all was in it and what that could potentially do for them. So, Well, that, yeah, because now I'm curious. It's not in Wikipedia. No, I know. That was the problem that I had. Wikipedia did not seem to have the results of... of and the WWE has full WrestleMania 2 results. Yes, yes, they do. <clears throat> oh, because that takes another name off the list that I had written down, actually, interestingly enough. Which one does? The WWE and NFL Battle Royal. It takes another name off your list? 
Yeah, not named Bruno San Martino. Okay. Interesting. I'm okay with it. Right. It wasn't one of like my top ones, but uh, like you said, it definitely it, makes things more challenging. But hey, yeah, that's what it is. That's All what right. we're doing. So, them's the rules. Them's them are the, the rules, rules today. So, Patrick O'Dowd, the list again is the WWF slash WWWF slash Capital Wrestling Corporation or whatever before WrestleMania 1. That is what we are putting together today on the list. And you get to go first. All right. I do. And I'm going to go, I'm double checking just to make sure that I'm not I know. missing it. So now I'm like, God, I'm going to say his name. And then you're going to be like, oh. Um, but one of my employees loves this guy. And when, and actually I think two of my three selections are going to be Names other people have told me about because they loved that wrestler growing up before I watched wrestling. Um, I have one of those. It's even before my time. Um, But this dude loved the Polish powerhouse Ivan Putski. And he would, you need to listen to him talk all day. But for me, it's, it's an all name team. Guy, you know, right. Ivan Putski. Right. If you want, if you want to call Putski, if you want to do go full Polish, it's Putski. Uh, his son would later have a have a have a, an attempted run in WCW. Yes, he did, Scott Putski. It did not go well. Um, but tiny little dude that was clearly taking um, we'll say supplements. Yes. So I am checking one thing. Oh. That has me worried. Was he in three? I was more worried about four. And I was, was more worried about the Battle Royal. God damn. But I think you're good. These Battle Royals are stupid. These Battle Royals. Right. Because quote unquote legends can be put into these battle royals, I right. think that the battle royals maybe shouldn't eliminate someone from consideration. I, I mean, hey, Ivan has made the list. So Ivan's on the on. list. Like, Ivan is on. The Ivan list. is on the list. Congratulations, Ivan Putski. That means that your your aforementioned legend is now eligible for consideration on the list. So. I've blo- I've told the story before, you know. I-, I only spent so much time with my dad. Um, we, we, you know, parents got divorced when I was one. We moved when I was ten, and then it was somewhat limited. The time I was fourteen, and then after fourteen, I think I saw him like three or four times. So just, just not a big thing. But when I was a kid, he's the first person I ever started watching wrestling with, and my dad's favorite wrestler was. Antonio Rocca. It was the one he always talked about. Now, my dad grew up in the days of the Bruno San Martinos and of all that stuff. But he loved Antonio Rocca, who was the high flyer at the time. He was only 224 pounds, which back then was, was you know, not as big 
and and he was the the different one. He was the high flyer. He was the one that kind of brought that 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 flash and, and that pizzazz. So he was kind of the first person that I ever heard someone talk at length about. That was like, oh, everybody loves blank, but I actually love this person, and that was Antonio Rocca. So he is my first addition to the list. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to do. I'm going to remove a couple of folks that I know are not eligible. Um. Sky. I mean, I, I can't do the list and not have the professor. I know on I knew, on the list. I knew you were like, like how can you not, uh, or how can you avoid the professor? You can't. So, Professor Toru Tanaka. I thought he was going to be your first addition to the list. No, nah, no, nah, I could. I got. I almost saved it for last just because, but I uh, can't can't avoid the professor. So he's on the list. He's on the list. So good. I will go with a tag team on the list. I've talked about this tag team before. I don't think I put them on any lists, but I came close. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's guilty pleasure. I don't know what they were. But uh, as a kid, for some reason, these guys look stupid. They were portrayed as stupid. Uh, they never really, I don't know if they actually won any championships during their time in the WWF. I don't think they did. But I am going to put, I want to see if they won any, any, any championships, but I am going to put the Moondogs, Moondog uh. Rex and Moondog King. There was also Spot. There was also Spike. There was also Cujo on, on the there list. There's also a huge long list of other people who became Moondogs throughout the business. Um, they did not hold... They did. They are one time. They are one time WWF tag team champions. But the Moon Dogs are on my list. Talk about a couple of guys who didn't need a belt. Rex and King were the champions, and then Spot eventually replaced King. And, and Rex and Spot were the Moon Dogs that I was most familiar with as a kid. Fair. All right. For my last selection, I am again going back to a friend, an older friend, who would talk about the wrestling shows they went to back in the day and basically argued this guy was the original larger-than-life wrestler in his life. He was a big old barefoot wrestler who had overalls and was known as Haystacks Calhoun. Just a big old country dude. And anytime I would talk about wrestling, he'd be like, are you going to talk about Haystacks? And I had to be like, no. <laughs> like nobody talks about Haystacks anymore. But now I'm you can tell you him you've talked about Haystacks. Haystacks Calhoun, yes. Haystacks Calhoun, congratulations. You make the list. The names that I left off, by the way. Oh, I know. I'm going to have them too. Because I am really torn between two. And I'm going yep. to follow the rules. Because one of the, I have another tag team I want to put on the list. One member okay. of this tag team was in the WrestleMania Four Battle Royal, so I'm not going to use that person. Okay. And instead, I am going to use a person that I wanted to use once before, and maybe I did use once before, 
but I am going to put former WWF champion who, who ended the reign of quite the prominent wrestler in his day, Ivan Koloff, one of my new favorite wrestlers, is now on the list. The Russian bear. Wow. Here's the crazy. So this does a couple things. Um, number one, we have two Ivans on the list. Yep. So, so who the hell imagined that, that that was going to happen? And number two, he, my mind is drawing a blank. Did he beat Bruno or did he beat Backland? Who did Ivan Koloff and the Reino? He beat Bruno because Sheiky baby, baby beat Backland. That's right. Well, Backland held it twice. No, he didn't hold it twice. That's where I made that mistake one time. Um, he also was the first person to ever challenge Bruno. Yep. And then and then fought multiple times. Um why for See, some reason in his history it's not listing that he beat Bruno. But I think what I thought he did too. Cuz I know he held the title. So Yeah. I know that. I know that he did. So that's that's that, but let's see here. I mean, Ivan Kolov like he, he beat Bruno. Man. He ended Bruno's twenty eight hundred day reign, mm-hmm. and then he held it for twenty one days, losing he beat him at the garden. Pedro Merrill. Yeah, well, they were all at the garden that time. Like he beat Bruno right. at the garden, and then well, Bruno won at the garden from Buddy Rogers, and then lost at the call off at the garden eight years later, and then three weeks after that, Pedro Morales won it. So. And he yeah, held it for ten twenty seven days, so Roman's about to pass him, who then lost right. it to Stan Stasiak, who I forgot held the title, for nine Yo. days, who then lost it to Bruno. Right. <sighs> By the way, kids, if your only experience or understanding of who Ivan Kolov is, is Ivan Kolov from the 80s, which is a great Ivan Kolov, jump into the Wikipedia, Wikipedia and check out what this dude looked like before before his years started to catch up with him because in 1973 that dude was an intimidating bastard he won he beat bruno in 71 so yeah right in the 80s he he looked like like he was still quite good he was still like he was a mouthpiece as much as he was anything for the crockets but like you know ivan koloff is was the gateway drug to nikita Right. Um, and, and, you know, bringing him in. But Ivan looked so much like he just looks so much more like a little hobgoblin in the 80s. Like, who could still go, but like, he wasn't the same dude. And then you look at, like, you look at this dude in 73, and that guy's a monster. I know. Like, I'm literally looking at the picture of him with the World Heavyweight Championship, and my God, like, and you'd know it's him. Like, right. he looks like he'd be legit today. Right. Yeah. You don't know, no fucking around with him. Like the young Ivan was something to be, yeah. Like, no, no surprise that he won the. And then there's one, and he's bald in this picture. Now I see some pictures of him with hair, and he was jacked, like superstar Billy Graham jacked. Yep. So very impressive, Ivan Koloff. So the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff, is person number six that we're going to add to the list. So even though we went. 44 minutes without a commercial. 45 minutes without a commercial. 15 minutes later, we're going to do another commercial. 
Then we're going to talk some honorable mentions and put this list in order. We'll be right back. Stay tuned to see what order we put the list in on The Greg DeMarco Show. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, one of the most fun parts of making the list is talking about who didn't make the list. Who are your honorable mentions that you want to throw out there as names that you had as potentials for the list that didn't make it on? Oh, well, I did have Bruno. Right. Which we stuck uh, to the rules. We stuck to that rule. Yep. Since he was. Uh, you, you, you mentioned this. Uh, you mentioned this guy as well. Superstar Billy Graham. Uh-huh. Uh, another uh, another guy who appeared in a battle royal at WrestleMania, Pedro Morales. He was in the WrestleMania 4 and maybe the WrestleMania 2. Jay Strongbow. Yep. The original WWF or WWF champion, Buddy Rogers, mm-hmm, who we just talked about, lost to Bruno. Yep. The big cat, Ernie Ladd. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was it okay. on mine. So only people that I don't have, I had a lot of those, not a lot of those, but I definitely had some overlap, especially superstar Billy Graham, who I almost put on this list instead of Ivan Koloff. My biggest one that I really wanted to include but didn't include because Sika was in the WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal. Right. I wanted to put the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, on the list because, you know, I love Samoan That's a good, that's a good honorable mention. Um, those were, were a big one that I wanted to do. Um, I believe Iron Mike Sharp made it to a WrestleMania Battle Royal. I think he was, yeah, I think he was in there somewhere. You know which one really makes me sad? Not sad because I would have loved to include him, but you know, the comeback, Bob Backlund, the yeah. comeback ruined is like Backlund. And, and I am actually kind of um, a little sad that we didn't include superstar. Uh, and not because, not because of recency, you know, not just because he recently passed, but the number of people who will tell you how influential superstar Billy Graham oh goodness, was yes. on their persona and career. Um, is is crazy like to this day people people like when he passed so many people talked about how they wouldn't be who they were without a superstar billy graham and so you know just to ace that personality the hulk hogan you know character there was a little bit of everything so oh, yeah. so Rick good flair dusty rose they all Rick flair, yep. from him because he was the first one to cut those kind of promos he was the first one <laughs> right to, Get all jacked Jesse up. Jesse Ventura all took it from him. Yeah. yeah. Um, technically, Jesse Ventura never wrestled at WrestleMania, so that would have been an option. Pedro Morales was in the WrestleMania 2 Battle Royal, not the WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal. So. The other the other guy I did put on because of the announced team stuff was Gorilla Monsoon. The, and that would have been okay. Like I said, the corner man thing would have worked. That would have been fine. But definitely, definitely a good one. So quite the uh, quite the level of people that we had. On our list. So now it's time to put this and, list in and, order. And we, and we put the moon dogs. <laughs> right. I know. Well, because they did not compete at WrestleMania. That, that was a hard not. caveat. That was a hard caveat. And um, 
Definitely. I like it. It was a good caveat. It, it forced it us out of the box. Exactly. Exactly. Yet we still don't have Superstar Billy Graham on the list, which is a crime. Oh, fuck that guy. So anyway, Patrick O'Dowd, this was my list. So I get to go first in the list of WWF superstars. So I am going to go with the man who held the WWF championship and make number one on the list, the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff. Well done. The first of two items. Oh, yes. I refuse to allow the professor to be anything less than second on this list, sir. Therefore, the professor Toru Tanaka, looking around for his good buddy, Mr. Fuji, or Masa Saito. Also, options that could have been put on there, because Fuji only managed, he never wrestled. Was he not like That's teaming I mean. with Demolition or something at WrestleMania? Did he wrestle or was he just he fa- painted up and off to the side? I think he might have been painted up and, and off to the he side. Fa- he's painted, he was definitely painted up for Powers of Pain. Oh, my Powers of Pain. Oh, I'm going to destroy you. Demolition. My old creation. Sorry. No, no. Don't have to apologize at all. I was enjoying it. So this is actually a tough list now to put in order. With everybody else who's on there. Oh, another honorable mention that I almost put on the list because there was a brief moment in time that they wrestled for the company was the fabulous Freebirds. Yeah. So I did, not, I did not. I am going to put fuck it. I'm going to put the Moon Dogs <laughs> number three on the list. Because as a is kid, this the first time, Greg loved the Moon Dogs. Is this the first time we're going to go chalk on ourselves? We're just going to pick our own picks? <sighs> Because uh, uh, I'm going to do it again. All right, let's see. Because I'm putting Putzky next. Okay. The next Ivan. And then I'm going to put Antonio Rocca, number five on the list, which means we will go chalk, at least from in terms of the who who made the selections. Yeah, because that means that uh, Haystacks Calhoun will wrap it up for us. That's right. You just made the list. So congratulations to the six members of our list. Number one, the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff. Number two, the professor Toru Tanaka. Number three, Rex and spots. will go with for the moon dogs. Number four, was he the Polish power? Is that what he was? The Polish hammer. Something like, yeah. Like the Polish, Polish hammer. Probably both at some point. Ivan Putzky, number five, Antonio Rocca, and number six, Haystacks Calhoun. Congratulations to all seven of you. You just made the list. You just made the list. Well, Patrick O'Dowd, we, we, we talked about nothing. This is the hard. When we do these unplanned shows and we just start talking about things, I'm like, what do I put in for what, when I list what we talked about? Like, I can't even remember sometimes what we talked about because we're so all over the place. I don't know. I mean, we, we looked up AEW wrestling records today. We did. And I have those written down as I was trying to make the comparison. So that will be, and even though I didn't write down who I can pretty much know who those are, but I'm going to write just so I remember. So there we go. Lots of fun again, lots of talking about wrestling and everything good. So if you enjoyed our show, please be a friend, tell a friend, However you listen, remember you can listen on the iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and so many more. Like, subscribe, leave the five-star review, be a friend, tell a friend, hit that little notifications bell, leave comments, do whatever you want to do. 
It only helps everything that we do here. And head on down to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up one of those beautiful chair shot t-shirts. It helps support everything that we do here on the Greg DeMarco Show on shows like Bandwagon Nerds, all a part of the chair shot radio network. All part of the chairshot.com. So buy a shirt. You get a cool shirt. You support the things we do. And it keeps this crazy train rolling that we call the chairshot.com. The chairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, Patrick O'Dowd. Anything for the people? Um, not really for the people, but just a fun story to check out. Check out Stan Lane going on the uh, promotional tour, telling people he's not related to Lord Bobert. It's awesome. Here's I what I learned. The dude has to be. Here's what I learned from that. Stan Lane apparently also had an baby. entire career doing commentary for powerboat racing. I had no idea. I did the things you learned, and I tried to search for it and couldn't find any of it because he should have been a commentator. Like, he has the voice for it. He would have had the knowledge. Right. Like, why Stan Lane didn't make it as a color commentator? Could this potentially get him back into the business as a color commentator? Like, I don't know. But I don't know if he even I wants just, to at this I, point. Th- who cares? That story is awesome. It's <laughs> hilarious. Like, he's <laughs> taken two paternity tests. It is not the father. And yet these people are and, – and this is a congresswoman. Not the woman that he would have slept with, but the child right. – who came out of this is now a congresswoman and Stan Lane is having to defend himself against this for the umpteenth time. And, and I love his statement. And he was just like, look, I'm done. I just took another paternity test. Still not my kid. I'm sorry. You're an amazing person. You did a lot of great things. Not my daughter though. So there you go. Please, please leave me alone. I know. Like basically like, can we just be done with this now? Like, like why are we trying and why me? Like why Stan Lane? I don't understand. What's going on? So poor. Well, because here's the thing: is if if, if say say this was you know constructed by Lauren, you you want a celebrity where it's it's possible not too famous, right? If you do something like so. You're like clearly she watched wrestling in the '80s, man, and she was like, "Well, I couldn't be related to beautiful Bobby. He's just I look at him, right? But sweet Stan, sweet Stan, there you go." So question about that um, is, is it being pushed by the daughter or by the mother? Yes. Okay. I don't think I haven't, I haven't really seen anything from, from Bobert saying that like Lauren Bobert saying it. I don't, I don't I think it's more the mom. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> smoky air. That's what my lungs. That's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to know if it was, if it was the mom. So I want to go back to something you talked about earlier. Because I didn't answer your question. You were like, what's the big deal about CM Punk? Like, why is everybody so enamored with CM Punk and have been? And by the way, he's he, he first went to the WWE and first debuted in WWE 17 years ago. That's absurd just to think about. But how long we've been, been watching this stuff and doing this. But um, – and and I, and I cuz I thought about the answer to your question that never came up cuz you know our conversations go in a million different directions. Right. CM Punk is the pro wrestling version of attainable hot. The example that you have used for certain yeah, people yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. As in a fan can watch CM Punk and think in their brain, I could be that guy. I could be Yeah, CM it's kind of 
You're the Kevin Owens factor. Right. But even Kevin Owens, I think, is a little further removed from CM Punk because of the way he wrestles. But CM Punk, right. like... And it's interesting because they both wear shorts. I mean, Punk didn't wrestle in shorts very much, if at all, in his WWE run. But, like, Punk was never jacked. Like, just not his body style. Not He never could be jacked. Um, he was in great shape at times, but, like, was never going to be that big old jacked up, you know, muscle head. So he looks right. like he could be a wrestler. He looks like you could be a wrestler when you see CM Punk. And he does have some of the same elements that made Stone Cold Steve Austin so easy to get into. Stone Cold Steve Austin was very anti-establishment, very, you know, flipping the middle finger to the boss, all of that. Punk did it, but did it in a way that was very whiny and complaining, which was even more like the people watching the show. And, mm. and like, we've all seen CM Punk's at work who complain and whatever like CM Punk. The difference is they never got anywhere with it, whereas CM Punk did. So, um, it's it's uh, that's where I think it it came into play is that he's more like a lot of them than maybe he himself would like to admit, and that's why I believe people got so attached and so enamored with CM Punk as a professional wrestling character. In my opinion, huh. I think that's a reasonable way to describe it. So there you go. We'll have to ask. We'll still have to ask PC to, Tony. Still can't wait. Still can't wait for him to implode again. He will. He it's because because the children still work it. there. You just, you just can't help it either. You're like, doing you the can't. wrist. You're doing the CM Punk wrist thing, by the way, as you talk about it. My wrist hurt yeah. actually. Well, I guess no. He does that weird like rolling thing. I yeah, just... the, the Muay Thai stuff. I the children still work there. The boss still sucks in terms of people management. Like not not much has really changed except I mean, they're keeping everybody separate. Like that's right. the only thing that has changed. This is the war. This is the worst example of leadership that I have ever seen in professional wrestling, and that's saying a lot. Right. So we'll see how it goes, though. I, okay, let me ask you this, Patrick Down. Okay. You talked about because he was there for a good bit of time before the first implosion happened. Does the second implosion happen, or maybe this wasn't even the second? Does the next implosion for involving CM Punk happen? Before, before WrestleMania 40. So before April of next year. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that there is enough of a buffer between some of the problems that until he finds new ones, so I think it'll go. I think it'll go for a year. Interesting that you said that because I thought, I thought Christmas was too soon and had to go with WrestleMania forty because I figured that would have been long enough to get a yes. I, I think it implodes before WrestleMania forty, or the situation okay. implodes before WrestleMania forty because it's not like we're back to. It's not like we hit the reset button and we're back to square one. That's true. He's he might be coming in with fifty percent of the angst that he left with, or seventy five percent of the angst that he left with. But I feel like it's going to be a much shorter fuse to set that bomb off than it was last time. That's why I think it's going to happen a lot sooner than later. Anyway, we'll find out. And here's the thing: when it happens, and we believe it happens, we will talk about it right here on the Greg DeMarcus Show. So thank you for listening, and we will see all of you next time.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 